Okay, okay. <laughs> Feliz Navidad, y'all. <laughs> Welcome to the Cross Council Podcast, where we believe that negative emotions should not run your life. Join Mary Carlton and Steve Freitag as they share the keys they've learned from over 20 years of helping people find genuine freedom and live a more meaningful life through the truth, love, and healing of Jesus. Welcome back to the show, everyone. I'm John Crevillian, and I'm excited for Christmas. I always am, even before Thanksgiving. That's just me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm joined by my co-host, Mary Carlton. How are you, Mary? Good. I'm excited. Christmas is almost here. It's going to be so fun. Ah, It's always so good. Um, And we're, of course, joined by Steve Freitag. How are you, sir? Good. I'm just picturing you with a white beard. Maybe you should do that for Christmas. Dude, time will time will take care of that. Don't worry. Oh, well, <laughs> just bleach it, man. That would be so cool. Look yeah, like Sam. I'll look like Tim Allen, like in the early <laughs> transformation parts of like the Santa Claus. <laughs> Is there anything wrong with that? <laughs> I mean, maybe putting on the weight. Like I've already put on enough. <laughs> but dude. Right now we're getting a slow snow. Are you? Yeah. How fun. Very cool. (laughs) It's really warm here today. I think it's 60 something. So we're enjoying a short little break of nice weather. That's good. Mm -hmm. What's your guys' um, like favorite Christmas movie? Just like your go to? Good question. (laughs) I think if I. Boy, there's there's three that I like. I, I, I like Elf, though I'm kind of tired of it. We used to watch that every <laughs> year. Um, Christmas Vacation has its moments. Yeah. But if I had to pick one, <clears throat> it would be A Christmas Story. A Christmas Story. Nothing yeah. better than Ralphie. <laughs> I hear wow. he's making a sequel like yeah, it's a, 30, just 40 years later. Yeah. You know, he's been involved in a lot of stuff. Like he was involved in Iron Man. Like he's a producer or some sort of big shot. What? Yeah. He's a big executive. It's pretty funny. And Peter Billingsley, I think. But yeah, it's, I was, I was just looking it up because I saw something come up about a Christmas story. I'm like, Hey, I heard there was a sequel. So you have to have HBO to, to watch it. Okay. Okay. So I might need to. (laughs) Yeah. Mary, how about you? Wow, I hesitate to say now because uh, I think it puts me in another generation or another era or something. I know where you're going. Yeah, we don't watch the same one every year because we do get tired of it. So we used to watch White Christmas all the time, and then I got tired of watching that. Then we wonder if it's a wonderful life. It's an awesome one that we watch every two or three years. We kind of rotate them out, you know. But now that I have grandkids, um, this year we're going to watch the Claymation Rudolph. That's another classic. Cute. Yeah. Yeah, that's cute. So <laughs> and next year, uh Die Hard, because that's <laughs> Die Hard is now Die movie. Hard is a yes. good Christmas movie. Man. I like that. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Finally I found people who agree with me. I didn't even know. <laughs> our, our daughter Bryn is not a movie person. She loves like watching series, but I said, You have to watch Die Hard. And she got through it and she's like, that wasn't bad. Mm. Of course, because Snape is in it. So, yeah, sure, sure, exactly. If you don't know the reference, we'll just (laughs) let it hang there. (laughs) I think, um, well, I know for a fact, like, Elf is like a standard. It's like the cornerstone of like our family, like, Christmas Mm -hmm. movie. 
absolutely elf just mm-hmm. constantly so i i love elf um me personally i i really love home alone like <laughs> home alone is just the right amount of like 90s nostalgia and just weirdness and it's it's great <laughs> i think i only saw that when it came out on video that's the only time i've seen it oh uh, yeah <laughs> so it's worth watching again you think i mean it's certainly a memory it's certainly like a trip down memory lane so like there's a lot of nostalgia in it but uh yeah it's it's good i like it i think elf is the best though i i think it's really hard to beat elf (laughs) but anyway let's let's jump into it guys what do you want to talk about today we got christmas coming up what's on your minds well let's let's talk about how people might be feeling about christmas coming up because that can be a a difficult time for people yeah. Right. When we talk about how fun it is and how excited we are for it to get here, you know, that isn't the experience that a good number of people have around Christmas time. So we want, we don't want to discount that, that there's many people who are hurting this time of year and Christmas is really a very painful time for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I've lost count of the amount of f- friends who've lost a parent in the last year and where it'll be the, the first mm-hmm. time that that parent isn't there. And mm-hmm. uh, that includes my mom, but my mom hasn't been her mom. <laughs> wasn't my mom for the last seven years or so. So it's a little bit different, mm-hmm. but certainly does uh, stir up some emotion for people and trying to uh, figure out how to, how to face that with, with loss, but also like people maybe that they have some issues with where there's, or, or it could be, families that are avoiding getting together because of conflicts that have come up in the last few years or a few decades, maybe. Or conflicts they've always had. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, for their entire lives and they've never reconciled and families that are split apart because of that or, or divorce too. you know, families that have multiple Christmases, now that they go to different families, different grandparents, and just how stressful that can be for all of them now that they have new parents and new step-parents and grandparents and step-grandparents, and it can be complicated. Right. We uh, we had the smallest Thanksgiving this year. It was it was Jenny and Bryn and myself at Thanksgiving. I, uh, I have never eaten less for Thanksgiving. Hmm. We just... We didn't do a whole lot, and we didn't eat a whole lot either. We had a nice ham at the end of the day, but uh, but the benefit then is that we get our kids and spouses on New Year's or on um, Christmas Eve and on Christmas. Hmm. But in, I know that that ha- isn't going to work out for all the families out there. So there can mm-hmm. be some some sadness. There can be a whole lot of stuff that stirs up around this time. And what I don't really like is all the commercialism in Christmas now that people are are asking, well, I don't know what to get so-and-so, or I don't know what to get them. Or we, this is a really tight year. We don't have that much money and we're really stressed about coming because we we don't have much to spend. And, you know, we we really enjoy, at least with our own personal family, letting people know it's not about the presents. You know, it's not about the presents. Bake a cake, bring a cake when you come, you know, or make make some things that you know that your siblings or your step-siblings or your 
you know, whoever nieces or nephews might like, you know, just do something fun to, to just celebrate the holiday. But remember that it's all about Jesus and, and we're going to spend time in our home, of course, talking about that, especially with the little ones, you know, making sure they understand that's what it's all about because gosh, the pressure and the commercialism that's around the holidays now is just, it's just, it's just crazy, crazy. And the stress of people putting things on credit cards because they don't have the money to buy presents, that that whole thing is just such a trap. Mm-hmm. And we've dialed that way back in our family. In fact, Wes and I have even, we've started donating money to certain organizations that we love in the name of one of our kids. Or in fact, mm-hmm. I think pretty much all of our kids, we do that now. Here's what you did with part of your gift this year. And we give them a little picture or explanation or see the lives that they're changing to get their focus off of getting something. That's great. Yeah, to have the big picture and to be honest about what you're what you're feeling and, and what does that expose inside of you? Mm-hmm. Right? Because we're constantly looking for some sort of validation or acceptance. Uh, or to not be lonely, and we can we can get so tied up in so many different things, whether it's where we're at, not being able to give, not being able to be with people, or because it's also the end of the year too, and people are a little bit more reflective of, of that mm-hmm. and the things mm-hmm. that they they regret for the year, the things that they've regretted over their life. But there is something to be said for just focusing truly on um, on the incarnation, because mm-hmm. that's. That's why our ministry is so impactful because it's God with us. Yeah. I don't think we focus nearly as much on the miracle of the incarnation. We mm-hmm. get distracted by so many different things, but he he wanted the incarnation is well, there's so many different things. And I know I'll miss things. Um, but it's showing us a different way to live. The idea of the son and the father and the spirit having this intimate relationship with one another and how this, the incarnation opens the door to the new creation and that revelation of mm. how we're to live and for us to embrace what that really means to see our whole world differently uh, and how he wants to change us from the inside out. Mm-hmm. How, he, how, he, how Jesus started as a two cell organism that's pretty bizarre, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> I could go on, but yeah, I'm curious, John. Yeah, what your growing up life was like around the Christmas holidays. You know, honestly i I was pretty lucky, um, or well, I, rather, I was pretty blessed with how I was raised because we were pretty like poor growing up but in exchange like part of the reason is because my mom did not work after she had um she tried to work with me around and that didn't work out so um she uh decided to become or her and my dad decided that she would stay at home and raise all of us so that we could be homeschooled and that we would have good relationships with each other and with our parents even though that meant that we would have significantly less money Mm -hmm. because it would only be like a one income household, you know? 
And so we grew up pretty poor, but we always had good memories around Christmas and just in general. Like I was constantly the poor kid, you know, like in every friend group that I had, I was constantly the poor kid, but I would always feel okay with it because when I would go home to my family, they weren't screaming at each other like my rich friends' families were, or they didn't have like a completely like, like a broken home situation. I remember like, you know, like so-and-so's got like a Sega or whatever. I don't have anything like that. I'll probably never have anything like that. Yeah. But I also don't have my parents screaming at me and I'm not screaming at them, you know? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so Christmas was always like, you might get a couple of like really cool things. And my parents did, they were smart. Like they knew, like they still blessed us in some capacity, even if it wasn't everything we ever wanted. But it was more that like we could all be together and that, you know, we loved each other. So it was, it was good. It was good. It wasn't a lot, but it was really good. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I really liked it. We had 10 kids and so we had a drawing. So the siblings, the siblings, we had a drawing that was one person's name that you got. We did and then as bit. people mm-hmm. started getting married and having kids, then we included those, the nieces and nephews and the grandkids. And then it started getting super overwhelming. And I think we just did away with that <laughs> and everybody did what they wanted to do. But I, I can say that um, in the initial years before I had some healing and transformational prayer, I loved going home for Christmas because I always went back to Nebraska where I came from. I always went to my parents who were in the same house that I was raised in. And many of my siblings would all come back for it. I would look forward to it and dread it at the same time. Sure. (laughs) Right. Because it did stir up a lot of feelings. Being around my family, oh my gosh, in those days, stirred up so much. I mean, I was eight out of 10. And so for many years until the Lord healed me of of some of that, I just felt like I was not wanted and, you know, the least out of everyone. And I had nothing to say. So I would never open my mouth when I was with my siblings, you know, a lot of stuff would get triggered. And I think that's true of most families when they get together, those relationships trigger things that are in us that they can be good or bad. But many times they're painful and we leave the family event with feelings that aren't fun to to walk away with sadness and anger and pain and frustration and feeling unappreciated, unloved, whatever. There's a whole gamut of things that that stirs up for people and grief, like you talked about, Steve, lots of grief and loss, especially as we get older and we've lost siblings. Our parents, our parents have been gone for over 10 years. Um, But we just lost a sibling last year. And we continue, you know, as we get older, that happens. So lots of potential to spend with Jesus and to help him, let him help you unravel those feelings and, and get some peace and freedom. Generally, people don't have the time before Christmas, but after Christmas, would be a great opportunity for people to reflect on what happened. And was I the person that I wanted to be for my family or with my family? You know, where did I fall short and where are there negative emotions and issues that are habitual that keep happening? 
then you may not even feel them except around the holidays, right? So good time to really pay attention and let the Lord do in your heart what he wants to, to go after those deep things so that you don't have to have the same thing happen next year at Christmas or whenever you see your family. I think what you're getting at, Mary and John, you've kind of alluded to it as well, is what if we had in our minds that the best gift that we can give to those around us is a is a healthy heart and mind? Mm-hmm. What if what if the best gift is what we allow Jesus to do inside of us as we follow him? Being being emotionally mature, being spiritually mature. What if what if that's the thing that we focus on? Not just for ourselves, because of course we want to feel better, but the gift that that John's parents gave, the way they navigated through that, right? And the gift that you want to give Mary and the gift that we want to, uh, that Jenny and I have wanted to give our kids it is a well-lived life where we parented out of a healthy place, not mm-hmm. just godly and biblical, because you can get all weird with that and self-righteous. Because we didn't drill Bible verses into our kids' minds. We tried to live mm-hmm. Jesus out, and and they have walked the path with Jesus. They're, they're all on that path. So I think that's the that's the big gift is, is, Lord, what is it that you still want to do inside of me so that I am more and more of a gift to those around me? That's the best thing that I can do is allow you to do that work inside of me. Hi, this is Jenny. I've had the pleasure of connecting with so many of you this past year. We are grateful that you are part of the growing number who are listening to this podcast. More people are open to mental health than ever, but are struggling to find genuine peace. Those who come to Cross Council and enter into the melt process you hear us talk about find freedom from so many things, including depression and anxiety, and they are telling others. We are growing faster than ever, so I want to take a moment to ask for your help. We have never turned anyone down for their inability to pay for a session. Our team of donors is vital to keeping that a reality. Please join the team. The healing that happens through transformational prayer is profound. You will make a real difference. Please go to crosscouncil.com and click the donate button. Your generous monthly gift will change someone's life. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head, Steve. That That's when you look at the priorities in our life, that should be pretty close to the top, you know, because we are representing the Lord. And what is it that our family, our spouses, our friends, our coworkers, what are they seeing and what are they experiencing? And and you, you really can't represent him, represent him if you're not spending time with him. And I don't mean just studying who he is, but having input both directions, which is what happens when people go through the melt process and they receive the truth that their heart's looking for, that's longing for from Jesus about who he is and about who they are so that you can actually effortlessly walk out the relationship with Jesus in the midst of whatever's going on in your life. It is a huge gift. And I'm so glad that you know, it was late in life when I experienced that, but my kids were still really little. And so they got to grow up and it's, it's, I just had a birthday. So we had a dinner and it was just so great to hear the kids talk about, you know, how 
I mean, it is a blessing for your kids to call you blessed, Mm. right? It is a blessing for your kids to say, mom, you are my safe place Mm. outside of the Lord, you know, for them to, to affirm, wow, thank you, God, that you have done a, a great work inside of me so that I was, it was, and am continuing to grow in the characters and the quality, the character and qualities of Christ. Yeah, I know I'm going to sound like a crotchety old man, but I was in a restaurant waiting to be seated, and it was a place where they had little uh, toys for these for kids as they wait. You know, great idea. But these kids were just so out of control, and it was their turn. You know, their table came up, and the parents were like, "Time to go. You have to leave the toys." No, no. like I want to take it with me. And uh, the mom said, "That's okay. I'll just I'll just buy that for you. When we get home, I'll I'll go online and I'll buy that for you." I'm like wow, like you think you're giving a gift to your kid by saying, I'm just going to get this for you. <laughs> wow. And and you could, it's 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 easy to judge, I guess, but it's just, just the way that the kids were behaving and just what you saw for the 15 minutes or whatever. Like, maybe that's not the answer is just give kids everything that they want. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think that's a gift. I think we're teaching them something that's not going to be helpful for them long-term. Yep. So I wouldn't mind there (laughs) with that situation. No, I'm just thinking about like how my mom would have handled it. She'd have been like, she would not have offered to buy me any toys or me or my siblings. She would have been like, if you don't get in the car, you're going to have less toys by the time we get home. You yeah, might your mom even... probably had a portable fire hose in her purse, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. She's like, you want room privileges? You want to be inside the house tonight? You better quit this complaining. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. That she approach employed... is not endorsed by cross counsel. <laughs> <laughs> she employed what I call the Garden of Eden approach to life. Uh, she gave us lots of freedom. And was like, look at all this stuff you have. Look at all these beautiful privileges. But if you go over here, if you eat the fruit from this tree, you will surely die, my son. <laughs> like really hard lines. And we were always like, oh, I don't want to lose all this. Mm-hmm. I'll be good. <laughs> I would just, you know, if I had some final thoughts, I, I think when we think about lists in our life, right? Think about Christmas lists, but lists that we want. And I think that's kind of sad to me that there are, there are a lot of people out there that are just like, uh, God help me. And they just wait for God to fix something inside of them. They, they, they don't take action. They don't look inside. It's just, here's my situation. We cry out like, it's just, this is on my list. I've been good, right? I'm, I'm not on the naughty list. But but again, to reinforce the idea of the incarnation that God is with us, like that mm-hmm. little little baby Jesus that's growing inside of Mary. It's like she was the first to have God inside of her. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I guess you could say in the Old Testament, right when the Holy Spirit came <clears throat> upon David, mm-hmm. but it wasn't a permanent indwelling. But we have the the idea of trusting Christ. The Holy Spirit is is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance and. In, in, it's indwelling in us, like mm-hmm. like Christ in, uh, was indwelling Mary, and that it's an invitation to live in that way, to follow Him, to recognize what what's going on in our circumstances, of course, but not respond out of um, a victim mentality 
or anything out of our our flesh or desire, but in the reality of who we truly are in Christ. And not just run to the the next podcast or book or seminar, but know that He dwells inside of us, that that He is with us. That is the most significant thing that I think in our ministry, when people just recognize and experience that He's with us, it changes everything, especially in those historical places of pain. I, I can't count how many times people say something like, Jesus was with me there. And he's mm-hmm. always been with me and he's with me now that 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 with idea is so transformational it 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 builds a foundation a cornerstone for us to pursue those things with Jesus that he wants to extract from our hearts and our minds that are that are contaminated with the enemy's lies and the and the world's jaded perspective of things yeah well said steve Yeah. So Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, y'all. This has been the Cross Council Podcast. Please remember to subscribe, rate, share with your friends, and look for us on social media. The world will become a much better place, and Jesus will be seen in a much better light the more we are transformed by his truth and love. We'll see you next time, everybody.